0: President Trump suggested recently that he wouldn't fire Jeff Sessions before the November midterm elections. That works out perfectly, since after November, Sessions has to work his seasonal job as Santa's helper anyway. (laughs) A
1: man was arrested at the visitor's entrance of Buckingham Palace on suspicion of carrying a stun gun. You know, there's no need to use a stun gun on the royal family, since you'll get the same effect by using the wrong fork.
0: Britney Spears was ordered to pay Kevin Federline thousands more a month in child support. Because, hey, it's not Kevin's fault there are new tariffs on the cost of velour tracksuits. Cher reignited
1: an old feud with Madonna by saying she wouldn't pick her for a duet partner. Madonna wouldn't want to duet with Cher anyway because it would cause a rip in the gay space-time continuum.
0: True story. Mm-hmm. Uh, world leaders at the United Nations General Assembly laughed out loud when President Trump boasted about his administration's accomplishments, but it turns out they were only laughing because Mike Pence had smashed a watermelon with a sledgehammer. The Trump Report starts now.
1: You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
0: That's right. Welcome to the Trump Report. Thank you to Tamara for not only bringing the funny for the top of the show, but also for the musical accompaniment. I'm Christian Blood. This is Bring The Trump the Report. That's right. And the moves for those watching on YouTube. Joined by Chelsea Galicia. Hello. The aforementioned Tamara Brown. Mm-hmm. And at the far end of the desk, Usman 80, Scott Moore. Woo, that was Woo-hoo. for dramatic effect. I know, it was. It was, uh, wait, who's here? Who's here? <laughs> oh, it's Scott Moore.
2: I am still chuckling on the inside about the Jeff Sessions one. That yes. was very well I done. I to explain how, before
0: very, the show, you yeah. read ahead. I couldn't And, you, and all of a sudden, it. Chelsea just starts laughing. First of
2: all, Christian reads in fi- font size 75. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so I just... See what, see what you do when you're 42, okay? <laughs> see, see what size you want them so to be. So they, do they were, like,
2: screaming at me. And I just saw, and I couldn't, I, I think I almost, like, you know, laughed out my nose. and.
0: But nobody had any idea. <laughs> we just were like, mm-hmm. "Why? Is it, what, she's a crazy person. Good. I
1: used that joke for a writing pack, packet sample lately, so hopefully they think it's as funny as you do. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I know. If I knew it was going to get that big of a laugh, I would have like, we should have put that at the end. <laughs> see, that's how it if all works.
2: They all like work. cheesy, corny, but really like clever right on okay well
0: see now now you're breaking down the (laughs) joke you should just be like it's funny it
2: was
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway and uh, thanks to everybody who's watching live in the chat storage yard resident always there Mm -hmm. he never misses a show I love the guy so uh, a lot to talk about Uh, there's uh, obviously a lot of Kavanaugh to talk about the uh, I guess the, the place Kavanaugh to...
1: caveat mm-hmm. the caveat
0: Kavanaugh caveat caveat no caveat Kavanaugh caviar. <laughs> i getting too far ahead of myself because I was like, oh, I think it'll sound funny, but not if you don't say it right. So uh, there's there's a lot, obviously a lot of moving pieces right now, but uh, currently we have the Senate Judiciary has hired a female outside counsel to question Kavanaugh's accuser, the first accuser, on Thursday. Uh, what? What's your takeaway from this story, Chelsea? I can see a lot of political angles here, but talk about sort of the, the legal uh, ramifications of this hearing on Thursday.
2: Well, the legal ramifications of this whole thing are that there really are no legal ramifications. Okay. People are looking at this like it's a, a prosecution, like he's going to go to jail like Bill Cosby, but no such consequence will happen in this. And this one of the things I'm seeing about this debate. It's like, how can something that happened so long ago, which at the time was, you know, relatively acceptable, um, could could ruin this man that you can condemn him for it, that you would ruin his life? Um, excuse me. He's not going to jail. He's not even going to lose his mm-hmm. current job. He would just be denied a promotion to mm-hmm. believe that he is entitled to it just because he was nominated. Sounds very entitled and it's very funny that there's a lot of people that talk ish about millennials and the next generation of being so entitled well actually if you believe brett kavanaugh is entitled to this position just because you agree with his decisions and trump nominated him then you kind of had an entitled attitude too so the short of it is that it will feel kind of like a trial but it will not have any consequences of a trial he will just be Denied, denied a promotion, yeah. right? Exactly. You, you
0: could have this hearing and find out, you know, just some terrible behavior. And as long as everything would be under the the um, statute of limitations, there's nothing will really happen. So you could hear some really terrible things. And it's like everybody will just vote the way they wanted to anyway, which is you know it, it's probably still going to be the majority of the people uh, would vote to confirm this him. Whole thing, but there's there's just, you'll just only, the two. You'll, as you only mm-hmm. you say you really only need a couple. So that's the interesting thing mm-hmm. here. Uh, the point needs to be made, of course, that it's like well, the accuser is going to get a chance to speak, and I believe uh, Brett Kavanaugh is also going to get to speak, and I think that there are a lot of people who are fatigued by the idea that there are so many accusers coming now and uh just i guess three total uh, although i was reading conflicting things about the third one right before we went on the air so uh there are at least multiple allegations but really you just need one and i wanted to ask Tamara, sort of your thoughts on sort of the well the the way that people are commenting on these hearings um makes you want to stay away from well one humanity but certainly twitter (laughs) Mm -hmm. you definitely want to stay off twitter uh just uh and i think people are saying they've they've had enough with these these last minute accusations and uh president trump called it a con game um i i i think that you have some surprising people who are being more sensitive than you might expect Uh, You know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has a spokesperson role. So uh, I think she's at least saying the right things, but she might be the only one from the White House saying the right things.
1: I had said last week that I was kind of surprised at the sensitivity that people were showing even President Trump, because he was like, well, let's hear her. Let's hear what she has to say, even though he was last week still defending Kavanaugh. um, But he was saying, let's hear what she has to say Uh, in one week's time. I take all of that back mm-hmm. like everybody sort of uh all of the you know old white republican men have sort of regressed and have just sort of gone to their own old place where only orrin hatch was at the time of last week of just disparaging um dr ford and just saying you know she was she was mistake- how dare you say that she's to to a not even believe that this uh, happened but then to also add your own fun spin on it that she's mistaken so that's just such a strange fictionalization of of something that you're you're alleging didn't even take place it's just such a weird um, you know detail to add on 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 something it's 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 just um, it's incredible the comments to the um, <sighs> You know, I there was an op-ed I read today in the Hill of uh, of people weaponizing the Me Too movement and it's like what a, so far the Me Too movement has not been a weapon. It there has not been any sort of false accusations that have come to light. It's only been a positive movement that that we've had in this. And so to to have this fear that seems to surround it, just I'm so confused by it. You know, where where is this fear coming from of 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 a false accusation when.
0: Well, I, I mean, and the we do like, you know, uh, the way everyone seems, you know, of, of a certain persuasion seems so quick to say, like, well, clearly it couldn't have happened. You know, they don't – I don't think anybody knows Brett Kavanaugh that well to – even his wife can't say like, oh, there's no way that he acted like this in high school. Uh, at the same time, you could find from a hearing a, like, well, it's really hard to be 100 percent sure it's him just you talk to both of them. So I think you have a lot of people who have made up their mind about the hearing uh, regardless of it. You have people who were predisposed to not like him, so they were the – they're certainly the most vocal – but I think anybody who wants him to be on Supreme Court is like, why, why does you have to vote on Friday or Monday? You know, it's like there's there's plenty of time. Let's let's take a couple of days. Let's listen to what she has to say. And then, like Chelsea pointed out, Brett Kavanaugh is not doing any time for anything. And if he doesn't do a better job explaining a story than he did uh, in the interview he did with Fox News where he basically <laughs> said the same thing eight times, then he's, he's going to just sound guilty. And, and that's probably part of the problem is – or part of the fear. It's not really a problem because that's, that's sort of not being objective. It's just more the idea that once he starts talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, no – if you remember think,
2: how he sanded it with the Kamala Harris line of testimony, mm-hmm. um, he sounded completely fabricated.
1: So I think that people are afraid he'll sound like that again. I think if I were mm-hmm. if I were a Republican senator, I would want this uh this hearing to happen as soon as Mm -hmm. possible because i want kavanaugh his nomination out and then let's get the next republican nominee in there if i were a republican that's what i would say let's move on to the next person this guy's clearly done let's get him out of there let's move the process along and you know it's not a matter of we're waiting until a, a democratic president gets a democratic in there it's that find a republican who's not a sexual predator
0: Right. And I think that is that the, asking
1: too much? The, well, it,
0: it, I would say it's not asking too much, but mm-hmm. I think you would have people who are saying that he isn't. And that's the reason why I think Dr. Ford is going to speak, because, you know, what the information we've gotten now is relayed through uh, Diane Feinstein uh, for the most part. And that's Feinstein. But uh, it's funny to me. And I also never call her senator because of that time that she uh, she told that generally You had to call her senator. senator. But anyway, that's just me editorializing. Uh, so, uh, so DiFi, she, you know, and look, it's very easy for Republicans to be like, well, why did she sit on this? Well, because the woman didn't really want her story told.
2: And if the she Diane Feinstein came out with it, they would say, well, it doesn't matter unless she comes right. out personally. So no right. matter what she does, I mean, not gonna...
0: in hindsight, it's very easy to say, like, well, if she's going to have to come out and speak about it anyway, she might as well have spoken about it then. But that wasn't the approach at the time uh scott sort of as and we're only talking about dr Ford at the moment we'll mm-hmm. get to some of the reactions to the other accusations in a moment but uh as, as all all of this back and forth happens uh what are some of your thoughts what what seem to be the, the the key points on this issue in particular
3: well i think it's it's sort of a little bit what we talked about last week um in the sense that at the time last week, Republicans were trying to be cautious uh, because – and again, it's going to be politicized even though it shouldn't be when it's a, a serious situation like this. But they're politicizing because they're thinking the midterms are coming up in in five weeks and uh, they know that they do not have uh, a, a, a suburban women and um, a lot more of the moderate Republican women are very turned off right now. And they know that if they weren't being careful with giving this the full weight that it deserves – that uh, any chance that they had on on potentially holding on to the Senate could be hanging in the balance. But I think they've now gone back to what Tamara's saying to their old tactic of just keep denying, denying, denying. And we're not going to give up because now if they if if he pulls Kavanaugh, then it looks like there's a weakness or there was something wrong with, you know, in that the the accusation was true. So I think now they're hedging their bets to say, okay, let's go through the hearing. Let's try to make it happen. Um, But like we talked about last week, if they wait too much longer, they're going to have a hard enough time to vet another candidate and be able to get them through, um, you know, before the midterms. And obviously the new session of the court starts next week. So already, you know, there's a chance that you're not going to have that ninth Supreme Court. They don't care. I know they don't care. But I'm just saying like
2: 400 some odd days.
3: I know. And that's the hypocrisy of it is that they're trying to rush this through right now uh, to start the the next uh, session. But yet, you know, they were fine with letting it sit empty forever when uh, Obama was president. And then, you know, at the time during the election at, at 2016, it said they'd leave it open indefinitely. So, you know, it is a little bit hypocritical. But uh, I think the, the hearing is most important and everyone should have a vested interest in making sure that it happens and done in the right way. And that way everyone can at least somewhat feel more comfortable with their vote, the senators voting after.
1: And uh, one thing I... I- noticed uh, recently, for anybody like me who was too young to kn- know about the Anita Hill um, uh, accusations when um, when Clarence Thomas was being um, nominated for the Supreme Court, she didn't come forward. It was part of his vetting process that they found her legal, uh, the, the FBI found her Her case uh, against Clarence Thomas, it wasn't a matter of her raising a flag when he was being nominated so that I just bring that up to point out that this is how this administration is bad at vetting. They should have found this before. uh, Well, actually, wait, did she? No, there was no so formal accusation. There was no formal accusation. Okay, it's a, it's a little bit different of the mm-hmm. case then, but still. Um, but there seem
0: to be people from that school willing to say now, like, yeah, I kind of remember hearing something about that. So if you vet somebody, it might be something that comes up. uh But the obviously, R. Scott Brown has kind of a, a perfect point here. If only there was an investigative body that could. In, Look into the allegations to clear Brett Kavanaugh's name.
2: No, Bart O. which is what Mark Judge wrote, his probably I, I, I know. But this
0: is why I this is why I made <laughs> these comments because I didn't I was, want to dwell oh, on that. Well,
2: because it's not in font seventy five, I thought that you really actually exactly, couldn't, I couldn't read see it. it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. I was just uh, looking out for
0: you. Yeah, <laughs> and he also says the Cosby sentencing couldn't have happened at a worse time for kegmaster Kavanaugh.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and the other thing I would just add back to your thing, Tamara, about Anita Hill is, and I mentioned to someone yesterday is it will be interesting to see how we've moved as a society since me too but also where we are from the Anita Hill, you know, period with Clarence Thomas in ninety one to see have we really changed as a society um, have we progressed? And we'll see what happens um, with that as well. Because, well,
0: I, by the way, I think regardless of what happens with this hearing and this confirmation, we haven't actually progressed that much as this Well, yeah, that's So what... it's like, so it, it's like this that. could, yeah. This yeah. could with, be something that happened, but well, probably not.
1: With a staggering three women on the Senate mm-hmm. Judiciary Committee, imagine if we had half of the committee as women. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, depending on what Kamala the result Harris will be. is going to be a fantastic.
2: A prosecutor yeah. you know in and, this
1: well the minnesota senator too what's her name uh amy klobuchar Klo- yeah mm-hmm. she's a she's an attorney also so hopefully between the ter- two of them we're gonna get a real and, and courthouse the, drama the one questioning uh
2: for the republican senators is a female uh sex crimes prosecutor so that's an uh, uh, probably a smart move that mm-hmm. they don't want to be very obvious that they're right. these eleven men Old, badgering or, these yeah. this this potential mm-hmm. victim. Exactly.
0: They'd rather Actually, have what I a wanted to woman. bring up is because mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Ford's attorneys want to know who this person is, and they're saying that for this person's safety, they don't want to put it out there. Uh, that, I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's not a legal hearing, Chelsea, but it seems like it would be advantageous to at least have the name of the person that's going to be asking questions so you can, what, look for any possible bias and, you know, that you might not find out till after the fact if they keep it a secret, right? Now, knowing the, the approach that somebody tends to take, the
2: way that they ask questions so that you can be comfortable with it beforehand, it, I mean, you'd want yeah. to know that if you're going to answer somebody's questions. Uh, and mm-hmm. because it's not a prosecution, mm-hmm. you, why not know sort of in advance? I mean... Surely, Brett Kavanaugh has an idea of how he'll be questioned because he was already questioned by some of these same senators.
0: I would want to know am I going to be questioned by Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown? Because it's very different, very different styles. And oh, by the way, what if it's one of those? What if it's Judge Judy? <laughs>
1: I've got some stories about Judge Joe Brown for another
0: for time. another time. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll do a whole special on that. Can we do
2: something like really quickly on the interview that he did last night with Judge Fox Joe Brown? News.
0: <laughs> No, I don't think there's time I missed for that. that one. Oh, you're talking about Brett Kavanaugh yeah. with his wife. Yeah. yeah, his poor wife, by the way, who just was like clearly he was he was prepped to say one thing, yeah, and she was not prepped for anything. I I I felt bad for her in that situation. I didn't
1: see this. I got to look up oh. this interview. Yeah,
0: yeah um, let's see who was it with. It was uh, Marta. <laughs> I don't know her name. It was some blonde on Fox. Sorry, but that doesn't narrow it <laughs> down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what... Juliet, see if you can find uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Fox News interview. And uh, we could play a little of it. I think we can't play too much of uh, these clips. It aired last on night? YouTube. Yeah, I I heard it this morning, so but... that's why I'm not quite sure who, who the mm-hmm. host was.
2: One of the things he said that stood out was he was talking about how late in life he lost his virginity. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I did hear that. yeah.
0: Yes, 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 Which, yes. I, I Look, I don't want to get too specific, but mm-hmm. honestly, if there's ever an indication that you might be more likely to try something at a drunken mm-hmm. high school party, it would be the fact that you have, in fact, not maybe enjoyed those kind of pursuits earlier in your life. So you might just be looking to to take it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> this is weird because it's like a Today Show airing of a Fox News interview. Mm-hmm. So you've got... You've got, and we could put After Buzz <laughs> right on top of it. So we could have like three a bugs. Yeah. Even, a just turn it up a little yeah. bit, uh, Juliet. Oh,
2: well, this is actually a uh, NBC News piece about it, period.
0: President Trump's oh. Supreme Court pick in an unprecedented <laughs> yeah. interview with Fox News, defending himself after two separate sexual misconduct accusations surfaced, one when he was a college at Yale, the other when he was a teenager in yeah. the 1980s. This the is truth the is, Dr. is, I've Ford. never
3: sexually
1: assaulted anyone in high school or otherwise. I am not questioning so. and have not questioned mm-hmm. that perhaps Dr. Ford at some point in her life was sexually assaulted by someone in some place. But what I know... Is I've never sexually assaulted anyone.
0: Kavanaugh deflecting when asked if he'd welcome an FBI investigation. Yes. This is the last Instead, time we need- calling for oh. fairness and a chance to clear his name. I know I'm telling the truth. I didn't do this or anything resembling this. These are.
1: This is wrong.
0: Okay, You can turn it off, Julia. Thank you for finding that. He basically, that point that he just made is what he, through Mm -hmm. further questioning, Mm -hmm. you know, well, do you think that people are motivated because of what you would say about Roe v. Wade? All these sort of things. And he just keeps saying the same thing. So Mm -hmm. she's uh, the the interviewer who I'm trying to do too many things at once and I can't figure out who it is uh, while I'm trying to look in the camera too. Uh, But uh, she did a great job of really just not letting go and, you know, let's put it this way. This wasn't a. This wasn't an interview with Sean Hannity. This it was somebody who was like this really wasn't a trying. softball? This was somebody who was trying to get answers out of him, Marta and he was not. Martha McCallum is it something uh, like that. Martha McCallum is someone on on Fox uh, for sure. Uh, but so the little bit that you've seen. So this is the first time you've seen it, uh, Tamara. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think I heard you react uh, while uh, Judge Kavanaugh was speaking. Uh, give us your reaction.
1: I have to say, I think that he does think that he didn't do these things because that's what rape culture is. you you don't understand what is and is not correct behavior. you know, he he I'm I believe Dr. Ford, and I think that Kavanaugh wasn't aware that what he was doing at that time was wrong because boys will be boys, just just like um what's his name the Stanford swimmer and you know Brock Lesnar that's, Turner that's,
0: that's, oh yeah I think Brock Lesnar a <laughs> Trent I, wow. I had the Brock I had the 50% <laughs> You know what? Yeah. I could be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know, too. I mean, and then, by the way, it was Martha McCallum. Uh, oh. She did a great job in the interview. Uh, of Ooh. you know, n- you know. And then at the same time, I still feel bad for uh, Brett Kavanaugh's wife mm-hmm. in that interview. I don't have to feel bad for her in other parts of her life, but no. maybe I do. But maybe I don't. But in the interview, <laughs> I felt like uh, this was someone who was not well prepared. So she was really just there as a prop. Yes, and she she would have loved to have not been asked any questions.
1: It's so irritating every time Trump, um, as he defends uh, Kavanaugh, he also always has to say, and his lovely wife Mm -hmm. and beautiful daughter. And that's just so part of the problem is that Trump can only describe a woman as lovely or beautiful and, you know, doesn't even fathom that that is – A a branch of what this tree of misogyny and masculine culture is. It's all a part of, you know, it's all falls under the same umbrella. And it's so it just really it's nails on a chalkboard every time I have to hear Trump describe any family member as lovely or beautiful. Mm.
0: Especially when he talks about Ivanka. I mean, let's be honest. That's the most uncomfortable. Uh, what were you going to say, Chelsea? Well,
2: When I brought this up originally, it was to point out how when he was talking about how, well, I didn't lose my virginity mm-hmm. until much after very right
0: yeah like in the way that if he didn't have yeah. kids i wouldn't be sure that he had actually <laughs> had sex at this point yeah
2: but here's the thing that i think some people don't know about sexual assault is that it's not actually about sex right exactly i'm i'm no but i mean you know, that
3: but that that's the exact point is that, that it's, it's about another... a power mm-hmm. it's about
2: control it's about you know doing what getting react whatever it is but sexual assault is not just about mm-hmm. sex so it was interesting that that was even a line of defense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i didn't even lose my virginity to till years later but that has nothing to do with it and i just wanted to point that out for people who had not yet made the disconnection between those two things and it kind
3: of goes back to what you're saying Tamara, about him not even even recognizing the fact he might have done that because now he's making this excuse about virginity and those things and not even the thought that yeah he could have still assaulted in a lot of other ways um, well, it, yeah. it's
0: it's just yeah. you know he can have this thought that that's a good explanation, but there need to be people around him that that explain like the fact that you're whether or not you lost your virginity actually right. isn't nothing isn't, to isn't relevant to this conversation you might you as need well to tell stop us talking. about an
2: ingrown toenail it has nothing to do with it I don't the-
0: I, I, I don't <laughs> believe that that's that's <laughs> fake news right there he's never had an ingrown toenail
2: <laughs> but can I just make one other point that I I think is a good sort of teachable moment outside of this situation when and uh, it was uh I, credit goes to Trevor Noah for for bringing this even to my attention, that when Orrin Hatch was saying, I have met this guy, I know this guy, I he is integrity, he's honest with me, that how somebody is towards you mm-hmm. is not necessarily the same way they are towards everybody else. Right. It could be different to another man. It could be to somebody who's higher up, lower down on whatever societal totem pole that somebody measures themselves against. And, and somebody can be perfectly pleasant and nice and um, easily get along with with you and you think is honorable and noble and be a complete um,
1: monster
2: yeah right. monster are you, are
0: are you talking about Bill thing? Cosby because you might as well mm-hmm. be describing him you mm-hmm. know because uh, you know uh, America's TV dad people loved him and uh that uh was uh, and we saw him uh, walking away in handcuffs uh we don't have a lot of time for that but i do want to move on to the second accuser so uh, i'm sure your point will be relevant to this as well uh but i want to start with the second accuser by uh president trump's tweets we don't have to actually look at them that's fine uh president trump uh said the second accuser he said was totally inebriated and all messed up. Oh, so good. So he was there. So he knows that the uh, occasion where she says that uh, Judge Kavanaugh exposed himself, uh, that every that everybody mm-hmm. was just so messed up. I, I didn't, I look, I didn't realize that Deborah Ramirez had invited Donald Trump. Look, he was there. Apparently he knows he was drunk. Well, uh, oh, but it still could have happened, by the way.
1: And listen, if anybody's an authority on exposing right. penises, it's President Trump.
0: Oh, you mean toadstool? Yeah, I think I think that the interesting thing is really that he also as you were saying last week it was like, all right, he seems to be hitting the right tone. But then even I don't remember what day that was last week. It wasn't Wednesday, I think Thursday there were the tweets about Dr. Ford, which was well, why didn't she report it back then? Mm -hmm. Why now? Why now and And her loving parents and it's just
3: like you you, reported immediately.
0: You've been in in the business world your whole life. Mm -hmm. You these issues have probably I'm just gonna assume I'm going to say come up, not even directed at him. We can talk about that's a whole show. But like as someone who runs a business, these kind of claims probably come up about other people and you probably know how to talk about them and how not to talk about them. And if you don't know how to shut up about it, you realize oh, I'm going to let Sarah Sanders talk about it. But he can't stop himself. And that's the point. So the, the second accuser, I think, is when you started to see people get really upset. And by people, I mean conservatives on Twitter. I don't know about real mm-hmm. people in the world, and you know, mm-hmm. it's just they're very vocal, and I I think that they're of a mindset that these are uh, political maneuvers, and they are coming at a time that is politically expedient, of course. But they're not coming up because of that reason. But I guess that's why people see it. So they already didn't believe the first one. You can't believe the second one. And I don't know hardly anything about the third one Uh, And because what Michael Avenatti said, he had a third one. And then we're not getting that information yet. So I don't quite know what that is. But we don't even need the second one. Just having one is enough. But it's like. You you would think like with Bill Cosby's is a good example. I'll go back to him when there were a couple of allegations. You're like, yeah, okay, but then what did there end up being like 63? I think is the number that I remember hearing. So at a certain point, there has to be a number where maybe not somebody who is a premium member to Sean Hannity's website, but somebody that's a little bit more of say a right leaning moderate might be like, okay, I wasn't inclined to believe this, but boy, this is a lot. This is like Harvey Weinstein. You know, you start to mm-hmm. hear so many, you're like, all right, you can throw out like you know, 80% of them and there's still too many. You throw out all of them except one and there's too many. So uh, I think it's interesting that it's it's not interesting, it's sad, but that you're finding people have to go, well, no, we have to We have to listen to these stories. Like, of course, you don't want to believe it's true. And you can say that. You can be like, oh, man, I like Brett Kavanaugh. I really don't want to believe this is true, but I'm going to have to hear it. Uh, what were you going to say, Tony?
1: I would like to say to Orrin Hatch, or to anybody... Orrin oh, Hatch, I, I know, I know mm-hmm. you're watching he right does. now. He so so He always does. watches. Lean yep. into your computer right now. Um,
3: he doesn't know what computer is.
1: Imagine a time when you were uh, in fourth grade and you were being bullied, and somebody gave you a wedgie on the playground or called you a name in you read math my class or something like that.
0: I think you've read my diary.
1: I guarantee you remember the name of the person who did it. I guarantee you remember the circumstances surrounding it when it happened. So, if I came to you and said, mm, "I think you're mistaken about that wedgie or in hatch." <laughs> I think I think you would you My point is I'm trying to communicate to men who seem to think like these details could be fuzzy some way, you know, um putting it in 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 some term uh, for for a guy of these these are things that you remember you don't you don't forget details uh, when bad things happen to you. so so
3: I, was, I mean, Just a
1: quick word to Oren, that's all. I,
3: mean, I was like, I, I, in his defense, I don't know if he could remember, because that was so long ago. You're talking about Oren Hatch. Yes, Oren Hatch remembering what happened in fourth grade was, you know... <laughs> Scott b- Moore, b- always <laughs> in defense of Oren
1: Hatch, always looking out look, for... No, ugh, I don't defend him, but... <laughs>
3: look, we, know, we know that you're... I will never you're, defend him, I'm just saying he's so old. He, yeah, that's... That- he, pro- he probably really doesn't
0: remember. Well, before, the world right? was still in black and white back then. Yes, it uh, definitely was. He was
1: tied to a railroad track.
0: <laughs> but speaking of Scott Moore, your friend Mitch McConnell yes, actually my, my personally, best friend. personally warned President Trump mm-hmm. that his tweets about Christine Ford are hurting Kavanaugh's chances. Uh, and how is Mitch McConnell the voice of reason in all
3: of this? I mean, uh, he's not the only
0: one, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he is a voice of reason where it, it is from a side of the corridor that um, there are not a lot of reasonable voices. No, I,
3: I would say, I don't know if I call it reasonable or his evilness is just so well done now that he knows that if if... Trump would shut up with the tweets that maybe he get his nominee through. Yeah, his um, evilness
1: that, is choreographed. Yes,
3: it's, it's so well done now and so smooth after many years, another old person that's had many years to get his evilness done correctly here. Um, so I wouldn't quite say that he's reasonable in the more sense that he has an agenda and he wants to make sure that agenda happens. And, uh, and if, tweet, if Trump's going to – his tweets are going to get in the way, then – you well, know, I do think the
0: point is that if President Trump had sort of stayed with the approach, like, oh, we should definitely let her talk. Yeah. And then if every time it came up, he's like, well, we're going to let that play out. And if he didn't tweet about it, it it wouldn't go away. But you wouldn't have this this maybe they want the 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 fur. i don't think i'm saying that word right but the fury <laughs> on on the side of the right yeah that's a f-u-r-o-r i know yeah. the word but i don't usually <laughs> use it in conversation i could define it on the I SATs if you meant,
3: like, and
0: like mine <laughs> yeah, i was like okay you know maybe maybe dr <laughs> yeah. uh, Herr Freud did a, indeed contribute to that uh so th- there's a, that i mean that's the point it's like Trump is keeping this alive, but maybe in the way that Trump thinks like, well, this is going to help Brett Kavanaugh because people are going to be so mad, but it's not going to change the way that most people vote. But as we said, there are two, you really need two senators to decide not to vote for him. And uh, Lisa Murkowski is always one that, you know, well, Republicans and Democrats have kept a special eye on. Uh, She very specifically said, take the Kavanaugh accusation seriously, which she should have issued that statement and then like you know everybody all the senators and the president could have just all like you know signed on to you know her statement and been like yeah what she said let's just listen but everybody has to weigh in and i I don't know Uh, chelsea do you think i know you don't want to put your your mind inside of theirs but do you think they think if they just have this blanket it can't possibly be true and you just stick with it no matter what they just figure, okay, well, the, the guy's just going to get confirmed.
2: Well, it works for Fox News. Just keep the, mm-hmm. same, same, the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again, regardless of the truth of it, and enough people will right. believe it.
0: That sounds so, like something out of Clinton Cash. Go on.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's a short, <laughs> short answer. Right, exactly. yeah. it, 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 it has worked, so they're mm-hmm. not that stupid to believe that it will work this time. But I do imagine that there are some, like, mad scientist that works for a pharmaceutical company that's like, maybe I can invent a pill. Uh, for for restless thumbs. Instead of restless leg syndrome, it's like restless thumb syndrome. And uh, I can see that the the Republicans are like trying to make you know, murk or somebody like come out with this quickly so it can be like dropped into Trump's drink so that his thumbs will perhaps not be as um, usable for him and things might go a little smoother for them. Uh, Because I, I do think it makes a difference. And I think it makes a difference in other ways, larger ways, like when he says, if this uh, allegation was really true and it was really as bad as she's saying it was, this is referring to Ford, that she would have reported this much earlier. And then, you know, thousands, of, hundreds of thousands of women with, shared their story of why I didn't report. And so this actually, I think, very, very slowly and probably to a small degree, helps move the conversation forward in terms of enlightening men about why people don't report. And again, another disconnection, Mm -hmm. just because something bad doesn't happen. Wait, hold on a minute. No, I think uh, I almost disconnected yes, myself. Yes, just yes, because yes. something bad happens doesn't mm-hmm. mean it gets reported, and just, just because oh, something mean, wasn't reported doesn't mean it didn't happen. So,
0: I mean, people like look. If if I get a speeding ticket, I'm gonna try. Like when I when like when I was a kid, if I got a speeding ticket and I did, uh, I tried to make sure that my parents didn't know I got mm-hmm. it. You know and. That's a speeding ticket. You know, sure, that could hurt somebody who's driving too fast. That's not the point. That's that's not like this level of a crime. It's just sort of like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. And so the idea that she didn't want to talk about it is just uh, has he ever watched? This show's been on 20 years. He hasn't seen one episode of Law and Order SVU. I mean, not even once. I feel like he was on it at some point. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and, we, and we'll, we have to move on to something. But Scott, oh, I, I want to really give Scott and Tamara a couple would, uh, minutes to I would just say really up.
3: quick to that, too, is like it also can take a while for the person who had that incident happen to be able to come to terms with it and, and deal with it. And so it can take them a long time to even share it just because of that, because they're have to you know kind of work through process it themselves it. and process it and realize oh this wasn't right and and you know so that can take a long time and and sometimes and it's traumatic and you bury it down and and it comes back to the surface years later because other incidents or something else brings it to light so um yeah it kind of goes back to your point that just because it wasn't reported there's a, a whole list of reasons why it may not have happened perfectly
2: valid reasons right. why it wasn't the, reported. why it didn't
3: happen yeah. and reported immediately at that point at that time and that moment in time. And, and that's something that people do really have to, to, to uh, understand.
0: Tamara, I want to get your thoughts, but specifically uh, react to, I was just talking about Lisa Murkowski. I have the quote was we are now in a place where it's not about whether or not judge Kavanaugh is qualified. It is about whether or not a woman who has been a victim at some point in her life is to be believed. It would seem that uh, there are, eh, I want to use the word, Plurality, mostly because it's a big word, and I've shown I can't use those right. But it seems like there are uh, there are very vocal people on the right who are like, "No, we're going to get back to the part about whether or not the judge is qualified." Mm-hmm. Uh, give us your thoughts on sort of sort of all that.
1: I think we need more Republican women in Congress. I think the Republican side of Congress needs to diversify. I mean,
0: but look, they've got Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. I don't understand why you think you, that there should <laughs> be more.
1: I've, they've got a white man with no chin, a white man with partial chin, and an old white man with a semi
2: partial yeah, chin. Let's get some old <laughs> let's ladies. Get some... Let's get
0: some old ladies with chin hair. Come
1: on!
2: <laughs> of, you know the, of this um, massive rush of women running for um, political office. I think a very small minority of them have been Republican women. That's mm-hmm. all on the Democratic right. side. All right.
3: Uh, obviously... we have so
1: little diversity in Congress as a whole, both sides. As it is, I think, but but very much less so on the Republican side. And you don't
3: really hear about the Joni Ernst in Iowa or the Shelley Caputo-Moores in West Virginia. You know, some of the ones that you you would hope would maybe come out to the forefront a little bit more, uh, choose not to. And um, I can't think of her name in Nebraska, too. So there's a lot of – there are more women senators, like six, on the Republican side. But they – you only hear about the two that are the only moderates left. Well, the ones that
0: you you might convince. Yes, to, the other ones seem yeah. to be
3: firmly entrenched on on, uh, on the right. Because
0: we only have a few minutes, I definitely want to move along. But uh, obviously, I am certain we will continue talking about this next week and beyond. But uh, President Trump spoke to the United Nations, and that always goes well when he does it. Um, <laughs> Juliet, I believe, has uh, a moment that uh, was heard around the world. Uh, and, uh, I, I, well, I enjoyed it. Uh, so let's listen to it and then we'll react to it. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay. And I, I tell there's, there's there's a reality. there's a lot of time there's a lot of times to uh. not like Donald Trump when he laughs at them. <laughs> didn't you yeah. expect that reaction? <laughs> but okay. Uh, I laughed even harder just, at mm-hmm. that moment. Uh, and it's funny because at first you hear just, there's a little, it's like, it's a little rumble yeah. of, of laughter. Yeah. But then people are like, oh, okay, we are going <laughs> to
1: laugh I, at this thing. A lot of them are reading, because uh, there's translation. Oh, they great. have a ticker in front of them with the translation. So there is a time delay of, <laughs> that's great. That's a great of, point. of them that know, is a good point. getting yes. translated. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah and, uh, and and then he's like, <laughs> you know, and of course he always has his lines like, so true. And <laughs> and then, the, then they finally catch up. And it's funny, because he has that moment where he throws in his, like, so true, you know, where mm-hmm. he tries to emphasize something. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody hears the laughter. Um, I think that, I, I don't know, I guess the U.N., you know, probably, I'm just, you're on a limb, Scott. Do you think the U.N. takes Donald Trump seriously?
3: Uh, I'd say no. And I would also, <laughs> that we can update the old adage now. Um, I guess that is true. The whole world can laugh at you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so... As, Especially if you're Donald Trump, the whole world really can laugh at you.
0: Yeah. Who knew? Uh, so, Scott, do you think it's do you think it's accurate that his administration has done more than he didn't say any, but he said almost any. He, <laughs> he, he's done more than most administrations, right? I mean, and he's saying like eight terms. He, you know, I mean, eight year terms, or even um, even Franklin Roosevelt, who was there for what 13 years before he died, he did more than him. Right? And he's done uh, more I, than everybody. I was going to say
3: he did more than, than William Henry Harrison. I'll give him credit there. And, okay, and that's James a, Garfield. That, uh, yeah, those, and, are, those are good points. Um, I think that's about it. He's, yeah, it's,
0: it's <laughs> almost, well, I was going to say it's almost a push with JFK, but, you know, I mean, the, you know, the space program. I was so. just saying
3: William, William Henry Harrison and James Garfield were president total for about seven months, so. Yeah, I'll give Trump credit there. He's been president a little but bit longer now, but barely. I, I,
2: for I, I personally like I can't even like be embarrassed for the president because there's just he just doesn't have that no. in him. No. But what I think matters about when other leaders laugh is that this isn't people just like you and me who are right. laughing at him mm-hmm. who have no idea what his job is like these are other people in similar jobs who understand what the job is like so it's kind of like it's not the critic who counts who's yes. never in the arena to peers. kind of your... to narrow down mm-hmm. the uh, Roosevelt quote you know the these people are in the arena they're mm-hmm. in the very same arena that he is so these are his peers mm-hmm. Who have a really solid idea of what that job is like. And also some
3: of them who have been around for a while, too, that know what previous administrations met and worked with previous presidents and and know, you know, America to some degree from those experiences in the past. So
2: I think that those laughs Mm -hmm. should, if they could, sting harder. But I don't think he has embarrassment. Um, Would sting more because they're coming from Mm -hmm. people who are. I would say on his level, but that's bringing other people down. Right, you know right. what I'm <laughs> I think if there is a
1: sting to yeah. be felt, it would not be coming from his peers; it would be coming from the media, because that's who he seems to take any sort of criticism. That that's what needles him. But I have to say, to the media's credit, and everything that I watched today, nobody took the opportunity to find this as delicious as I did. You know, like mm-hmm. you could really revel in. In, in the embarrassment, maybe he's not feeling it, but to feel it for him just felt really good. But the consensus that I heard on CNN and NPR and different pundits talking was that um, this was just a, a matter of he's only used to giving speeches to his base. He specifically talks to his base and Rallies yeah. to his. Mm-hmm. Base I mean, he's used that line before. We've heard on- that line. Before. Oh, yeah. We've heard yeah. that line a million times, mm-hmm. and he's only ever used to hearing cheers because he's only ever giving that to well, his 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 supporters because he refuses to put himself in front of anybody else that is not, you know, a hundred percent patting him on the back. So that was a genuine shock to him to hear that 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 response. Mm-hmm. You he's you usually know? good at knowing his audience because mm-hmm. his audience are the same three kind of
2: people almost just you know magnified in numbers but he doesn't know how to know your audience
1: outside right. of those oh, no. 3 people outside of his exactly. rallies outside of his campaigning that he still is constantly campaigning for a race that he's already won and two people who are already on board with him, that's all he knows how to talk to. But did he say
2: that to distract us from something else that is more consequential than he said? Because I wonder if he knows by now, this is what everybody is going to be talking about. I mean, did he say anything of substance besides... He, I was going. He talked about. This, but this not really he absorption. talked about mm-hmm. North
1: Korea. He yeah. said how. Um, he Iran. He, yeah, he talked about uh, Ar- Iran uh, reaching out to him for a meeting, which the uh, I, the Iranian leader has contradicted and said we've never asked him for. <laughs> we have not. <laughs> oh, but to he did him call him a meeting. lovely
3: man, though. In his tweet, he actually referred to oh. him as lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess he, he also calls him I, lovely. I so. had somebody on oh, okay. so um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. use of okay. lovely, which on is so Facebook, weird. <laughs> to point point out, oh
2: my gosh, how dare Trump call this man lovely? Yeah. And all the rest of the. Um, Many people in his comments said Trump was being sarcastic, which apparently is the response that <laughs> Fox not. News gave. Capable of being sarcastic, everybody <laughs> just parroted that. He, he was just being sarcastic. It. He was just being. Can you sarcastic. imagine if Hillary
3: Clinton said that it was president? There would be another you know hearing for that if, uh-huh. if she tweeted that.
0: Well, uh, we will leave it on that last line. Uh, thank you uh, so much to everybody who joined us in the chat. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at 4 Pacific. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And tomorrow night, it is the 22nd season premiere of South Park. So I'll be wow. right here wow. at 10 p.m. Pacific talking about that hashtag cancel South Park, hashtag cancel South Park after show. Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galisca. And Tamara. Uh,
1: you know what? check out my dance troupe at on Liquid Feet on YouTube. That's something totally different. Okay. I
3: love wow. the different. I, yeah, did like, I didn't even Mix know. Mixing up the
0: plugs and Scott Who and Meyer? I learned something now.
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sman80. I'm sure I'll probably be you know what, just for us, fighting Mitch McConnell. Fight, fight with
0: Orrin Hatch between, yeah, Orrin Hatch. between today and He'll next week. Yes, I will that, definitely that comment. That is a request. I will definitely attack.
3: comment. Uh, all right,
0: Twitter. and uh, you can follow the show at Trump Report TV. We will see you next time. Thanks so much, everyone.
1: Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it.